Hi, everyone. Welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I am Zen. And I am Emily. Well, if you haven't heard yet, Disneyland is, quote, sunsetting the annual passholder program. Ah! Yes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Which has been in place since 1984. So it's been a while. Yes. So understandably, there are a lot of SoCal locals who are pretty bummed by the news. But there are also several people scratching their heads and asking, why do adults even like Disneyland? So today's episode is for them. As we explain <laughs> why we still love the Disney parks as adults. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why so, this is such a foreign concept, but I don't okay. know it's the happiest place on earth, obviously. Right. right? Okay, so uh, I I'll, I'll go first. The the I, I'm the oldest of us. The um, I'm now comfortably into my 50s um even before my daughter was born my wife and i would go to disney um not as frequently but we did have annual passes before my daughter was born and we loved disney was and and actually you know i mentioned that we i do another travel podcast i do travel podcasts with um emily one of the things is i so i've been to disney parks the only one i haven't been to yet is shanghai Ah. Um, I've been to all of them. I've been to the one Europe, Paris, so cool. Florida, we get yeah, it then. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to go um, and I want to go to Shanghai. I just haven't had a chance. Um, but the reason why I go is first of all, it brings the inner child out of me mm-hmm. or it, okay. it re- not. It's still there. It's just reminds me of what, you know, as an adult, you know, I have, I, there's so many things in my life. You know, I have an older mother. I have a house to take care of. There's the mortgages. There's taxes. There's, you know, there's so many things that, you know, taking my kid to this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when Disneyland is escapism and it brings out the inner child in me. Yes. When I go there. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was in it was in the opening day speech. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. That's the first thing, basically, that Disney says in that speech. Yeah, I, I miss yeah. It. And and it brings back memories of like when I was a kid, you know, and I was with my mom and dad. I remember some of my first memories are of going to Disneyland in the early, well, probably mid seventies. No, early 70s. Mm-hmm. That's you know, so cool. Ju- yeah, I was I think the first time I went was 74. Ooh. Um and my and and the other part is uh as an Ohioan at the time, Disney World was not open, so you only could go to Disneyland. And you had it had not too many kids had a chance to go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made it even extra special that I was, you got to go to Disneyland. You know what I mean? It's like, what's it like? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And California was like a foreign country too, because you know, Ohio where it's hot, it's cold or whatever, whatever seasons. And to go to like Disneyland in California with, when you're there, the temperature, the sunlight, the flora, everything is so different. It could be, a could have been a different country for all I knew. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was amazing. So Disneyland brings those feelings out of me and it also makes me help me escape um day to day when i'm at disneyland i don't worry about i didn't do the groceries or i forgot to you know i forgot to pay the electric bill all i know is i'm in disneyland and wow i'm a kid again Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's my reasoning oh i miss it yep i know (laughs) especially like i mean i can see why so many people are like there's no Disneyland escape COVID from. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's take a quick break and then I'll get to my reasons. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, so I'm the next youngest. Um, I've been going to Disneyland since the mid-80s, I guess. Um, and for me, so, I mean, okay, part of it is, yes, I've been going my entire life. Both of my parents are just huge fans of Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm. So that's part of the reason why I'm still going, because I've watched adults go to Disneyland and it's been a totally normal thing for me my entire life. But the other part of it is I really like, I, I like creative things i like to create i like to see how people interpret things and bring them to life and so disneyland is kind of a smorgasbord of that you know you've got things that don't exist in real life and they not only make them realistic but they do it in a way that just absolutely tricks you into thinking oh my gosh that's real like you know i think galaxy's edge is a perfect example like you are so immersed just from the moment you set foot in there that you forget that, oh yeah, this planet doesn't actually exist. I'm not actually somewhere else. I'm still on earth. I'm still in Disneyland. It feels like you are, you've been transported just magically. So, you know, that the audio animatronics, the way that they use different tricks, like Pepper's ghost and, um, you know, the smellitizers and things like that, all that (laughs) stuff. Like I love, I love how they can make you believe I guess is the way to put it, you know? I like that. It's kind of like Westworld. Yeah. Except you're going to a magical land. Oh, yes. Being (laughs) young, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being in a desolate Western town. Yeah. (laughs) Shooting people. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So just the fact that they can suspend your disbelief like that amazes me. And... The other thing that's really big for me is it's my level of thrill. Like, you know, (laughs) yes, you could go, you could go to another country, you could go to another city and you could walk around and you could look at things and that's fun. But I like to ride things. I like to feel the thrill of being on, you know, maybe not like the most intense roller coaster. Like I'm not the type of person that can do like six flags level stuff, but you know, like I like, just feeling 
of of going fast, but not like to the point where I have to remind myself, okay, other people have ridden this and not died, so I'm not going to die. You know what I mean? Like, right? It's my speed. That's true. So, yeah. Okay. Like some people like to ride mountain bikes and and go super fast. I like the safer feeling of an attraction ride. A magical, <laughs> um, yes, and a magical theme park ride. That's um, yes, like you with said. my family, yeah, with your family, and like recreated, basically, or created or recreated, I guess, out of just someone's imagination. Uh, yeah, that's always very cool. Uh, yeah, I like what, what you about said. you, Emily? Yeah, I like what you said about how you grew up, kind of like seeing adults go to Disneyland as like a norm, as just the norm. Uh, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about when I go to Disneyland is seeing like older couples, like grandmas and grandpas, either taking their grandchildren or literally just the couple themselves just going at Disneyland, just the two of them. And it's so cute. And then you see the people who are, who have clearly been going to Disneyland for years and they have all the pins and all like the, I don't know, all the gear of Disneyland's things from the past and it's so fascinating to me and it makes my heart so happy um but yeah like disneyland i think i've been going since we've been saying when we started going i probably started going the early 2000s like i would say like late 90s but i don't remember that so i'm gonna mm-hmm. say early 2000s i do remember like um before california adventure was there um, I remember going and then seeing California Adventure and seeing those original letters outside of the um, the park and yeah, very so. confused about what oh, happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's my earliest memories, I would say. Um, but of course, there's like tons of photos of me like riding the Dumbo ride and the, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. the Tomorrowland's version of the Dumbo ride, the rocket one, like right at the front. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, again, Disneyland's, like, nostalgic. It brings out the kid in me, like we've all said. And that's just what Disneyland does. But I love when you hold an annual pass and you can just go and not feel the pressure of having to, like, do everything all in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not even having the pressure of going on rides, like you can literally just go and just be at Disneyland and be happy. Um, that's, you, I you love that. Mm-hmm. When you get a day pass, it's, it's turns into like, if you don't have an annual pass and I've had a couple of years where I didn't have an annual pass and we would just go one time a year and then it becomes work yeah. because it's like, look, yeah. we want to experience, you know, we want $120 worth of experience. Exactly. We're not going to come back. And the thing is, if we don't do it now, we're not going to be able to do it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, and then, so it becomes a whole day kind of exhausting trip where, you know, obviously it's still a tremendous amount of fun, but it's work to have that much fun as opposed to with an annual pass, it's like, let's go eat lunch and ride Dumbo. Right. And then after that, we're going to leave, you know, and and that's a lot of fun to just be able to partake. You know, I've gone into the park just to walk around. Yeah. Yeah. It's exercise. You're still using the park. You're just using it, you know, for a different purpose. Yeah. So, and, and I, you know, I've, I've been reading a lot of comments where it's like, 
you know, all the annual pass holders, all they do is they come and, and clog everything up. They don't like buy anything. They don't do anything, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, excuse me. I have no. bought so much stuff since becoming a pass holder just because I'm not factoring in that cost of my ticket. Like before I ever got a pass and I've only really had a pass for like a year, a year and a few months. It wasn't even like two years before all this happened. It's like, you know, you're conscious of that. You're thinking, okay, I already spent a hundred and something on the ticket to get in. Oh, Do yeah. I really need this? Do I really need that? But since becoming a pass holder, it's like, okay, well, I didn't spend money on buying the ticket, even though, you know, it's factored into the past. But if you go enough times, it's kind of like, well, maybe that per day rate is now going down. So I have spent money on like lightsabers and, you know, a droid and, and ears like, so whenever they say like, oh, pass holders don't buy anything, excuse me. Well, <laughs> I, I have think been good on that. <laughs> okay, so I, I have a theory on this. So we've mm -hmm. talked about our love. Can we talk on our theory on the these t different types of pass holders? Oh, sure. Yes. Okay. I, I have a theory. Okay. So I think there, let, let's talk about desirability from Disneyland for as uh, Disney as a company. Okay. Mm -hmm. The number one, and, and look, let's face it. Disney is about their business model is to make people happy, but their business model is also to make money. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have no problem with them making money. Okay. So the top level of person that comes into it, they enjoy it. They talk to other people. You should go. But these are the people more typical comes out of state. They come there for three or four days, two, three, four days. They spend the whole day there. They eat all their meals in there. And they buy a lot of stuff because they want to bring it home as souvenirs. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a top level kind of person. Okay? Yes. Then you have a second type of person. Let's say they have an annual pass. The annual pass holder who goes in there and you know what? They come every other week maybe. So, mm -hmm. you know, so like now it's. I'm talking about like a thousand dollar pass, not the now two thousand, but like even at a thousand dollars, that means every time they walk through the gate, they're paying roughly fifty bucks to walk through the gate every time. Plus, and parking. these people, plus, well, if you don't, yeah, oh, that's true. Then, Depending on the path, yeah, right. And they walk in and they pay, and it's like they buy a meal and one or two souvenirs. True. So they're not. They're not as profitable as that other, but, you know, consistent income is really important. Mm -hmm. Then here's some, uh, I think, um, above that, actually, I should say above that, are one-day ticket holders mm -hmm. or local. Because they come in, they spend more money, they're not staying overnight, they might eat a meal, breakfast at home or whatever, not as profitable. But so far, we're doing okay, okay? Now... These three categories of people are not filling up the park all the time. Right. And one of the parts of being having a, a park that's enjoyable is you're not waiting two hours in line for a ride. Okay. Yeah. These people are coming in consistently, but they're not the ones who are causing the lines to, you know, go like an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. Then there's another level. And look. I they're fine. I mean, this is this is more about Disney's desirability. They get the t one two thousand dollar pass, but they show up a uh, hundred days a year, <laughs> and they don't buy anything. 
And just every day they come in, they stand in line, and they're having a great time and they're taking advantage of the annual pass. But these are the types of people who are not profitable. Mm-hmm. And in addition to add a lot of um, extra traffic to the park, making it less enjoyable for the other people. So those are the kind of categories of people. Mm -hmm. And I think they're trying to figure out how to get rid of that last category of person. Yeah. At least that's my opinion. Because here's the thing is like when I had an annual pass 24 times a year, but these people were the same pass are coming four times as much and spending less. Yeah. So, but I can't, See, I can't, I don't have anything against those people. It's like, hey, more power to you. If that's what you like and take advantage of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, let's say you live in a, a teeny tiny apartment or something, and maybe yeah. you don't have an area that you can walk around, but you have a Disneyland pass. Like, I can definitely see how people would take advantage of that and say, like, cool, I get to walk around in the happiest place on earth, enjoy the ambiance, and you're still enjoying the pass. But I also see from Disney's perspective, like, okay, cool. You're adding traffic and not much else. Thanks. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. The the logic is there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't fault people. Man, if I lived in a small apartment or something like that, there's lots of circumstances like, or, you know, you're a really stressed person. I mean, I yeah. get it, you know, so I have no fault against it. But I do also know that that's the type of person Disney doesn't want around. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. We'll see what they do. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I, I I think part of the problem kind of lies with Disney themselves because they sort of have done things in the recent past where they've like brought people out just for two seconds of a visit, you know, like I forget how long ago it was, but they used to have that thing where um, if you did a mobile order, you from like, whatever specific restaurant it was at the time, then you would get a little button to show that you mobile ordered. And while that's a great way to get people, you know, motivated to actually use the mobile ordering system at the same time, you've got a collectible pin. So now people are specifically going to Disneyland so they can, you know, put it in a mobile order, get the pin and add it to their collection. And so I I think if they didn't do quite as many, like, you know, limited edition, limited time, whatever stuff, you wouldn't have as many people coming to spend even like part of a day, you know? But see, that makes some money. I mean, it's, it's this confused thing of making money because it makes it more profitable for them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it can create a different type of, you know, like making one money here creates a different type of problem down the road. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the issue. Um that's kind of the, I mean, and I tell you what, one of the biggest things is, you know, that that's called a payment plan. But the idea, the second they made the payment plan is when um, Disney exploded. Mm-hmm. Used to be in order to buy an annual pass, you had to walk up to the gate with when it was $500. I had to have $500 in my pocket or a credit card ready. Yeah. The second that Disney turned that into, hey, that's a, pa- you know, you know, pay your $600 pass at $50 a month. Yeah. That's when the floodgates opened. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's partially of their own doing. Yeah. 
And that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, you've done all these things that have enticed people to become pass holders, and now you're upset that there's too many pass holders and not enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, do you want tourists? Do you want pass holders? Which one is it? And then stick to it, because now you've you've made so many people happy and, and discovered Disneyland and, and, you know, kind of gotten hooked on it. And now it's like, okay, we really don't want you. We would rather have more tourists now. Thanks. You yeah. know, it's just like you served your purpose. Yeah. I feel like, I think what it should be is there should be something like, there should be a pass that, you know, like when you like for, uh, okay, you get a pass and that gives you 24 admissions a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, okay, it's, if it's $120, you know, for a single ticket, if you buy this annual pass, you get twenty four dollars, twenty four admittances, whatever days you want in the year, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, not none of this all you can eat kind of thing. You know, not an all you can eat. But if you want to go past those twenty four days, yeah, you might get a little bit of you know, okay, that hundred twenty dollar one uh, ticket will only cost you a hundred dollars. So it discourages people to, you know, yeah. the people who go beyond a certain limit. It's like, no, we're not discounting it anymore. Mm-hmm. I could see something like that, honestly. You know, you know, yeah. So it, it encourages people to, you know, the the problem is is that you know, twenty four. Let's say it's a a thousand dollars to go twenty four times a year it comes out to be a little bit less than fifty bucks each. That's great, but if you go beyond that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do. Because I was even thinking, I wonder if it would be something like almost like a Costco admission. Like, okay, pay this many hundreds up front. And then this is how much your tickets will cost when you order them. You know, versus like you're paying a hundred and something yeah. per day. If you you bought the membership, therefore your tickets are only going to cost, you know, 60 bucks a day or something. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you get discount. You you pay for a membership to get discounted rates or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, because they used membership in their like official statement, so that that immediately made me think of like a Costco kind of situation. Like, okay, membership, huh? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like you see these wholesalers, it's like, okay, if you buy, let's say you're buying a frisbee. Okay, you buy one frisbee. It's five dollars. You buy two mm-hmm. frisbees, it's four dollars and fifty cents. If you buy three frisbees, they're four dollars or whatever. But when it comes down, once you get to ten, it's like you know what? Once you hit ten, ten to a million frisbees are all three dollars. Yeah, it doesn't keep on getting cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. It's just there comes to a point where this is it. <laughs> yeah, you know, every time yeah. you you know you gotta pay the fifty bucks to get through the door. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, as, as much as I, I wish that there was even something where like, cause you know, sometimes you just want to go for two seconds so you can pick something up. Right. Like and listen to some yeah. music. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, know you so be able to do that. Really? Cool. I don't know if they still allow you to do this, but 
at least 10 years ago, you could actually walk up to the gates. It's like, look, I really want to purchase something from this park, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know how it worked, but essentially you had, I don't like you gave them a credit card number and you got 30 minutes to run in, make that purchase and run out. Yeah. See, I would love something like that. Cause I know my husband even did that once when he had a pass where, um, you know, for Christmas one year, he went in, went to that um, store in New Orleans where that they do like the etched glass mugs and ran back out. And that was it, you know? So I can't imagine paying like, you know, a day's, you know, price for a ticket and then just to go get something and leave. So, you know, and that was one of the nice perks about having the pass is right. just run in, run out. And you're not really clogging up the park that way. You're just literally going for one thing. Spending more money at that, you know, so I don't know. There's things I will miss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Have they but ever yeah, done yeah. this before? Like sunsetted annual passes since like the 80s when they started the program? Or is this no. new? Okay. That's all new. Yeah, I, think they, I think these sunsetted categories. Right. Yeah. I know they, they've sunsetted a lot of the SoCal resident ticket offer things because that's how i used to go a lot as a kid was my parents were like pros at finding all of the like i came across some old ticket stubs and you know it's like caro's you know get a child in free and like stuff like that so just every sort of deal like they found it just so we could go often enough yeah i mean anywho (laughs) yeah so, no, I mean, I, 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 you know, when I was younger and less affluent by a tremendous amount, you know, it's like we would go to Costco and see sometimes they would have a deal. It's like, oh, you could buy them at Costco at a discount, a ticket at discounted rate. Then we could go to Disneyland. We can afford yeah. to go to Disneyland for a day, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and then, you know. You know, there's used to be that you could get them through your credit agency for a little bit off or like, like your bank yeah. or, yeah, not anymore. Yeah, even UCI used to have discounts. Yeah. I think it was yeah. only like a couple bucks or something, but now so they're gone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Part of me, like, I keep kind of secretly hoping that one of the other amusement parks around would somehow just become so awesome that they could actually give Disney a run for its money. Right. And so there'd be like a little bit more competition and it wouldn't be so like we can do whatever we want and you will just have to deal with it. And I don't know. I guess that won't really ever happen, but it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> like, can you imagine if Knott's was like became like Disney level and so it was like ha ha ha. <laughs> what now <laughs> you know like i would love you know, it <laughs> is disney you know i don't think knots is anything to sneeze at it's not in fact i used to think that they were like on the same level especially you know like as a kid the, the what knots doesn't have is they don't have the ip that's associated yeah. with them i think they're as far as an amusement park goes and being like going through the door, I feel like a kid all over again. Mm-hmm. It's just the, um, they don't have the associated IP stitch or nightmare before Christmas or all the characters that mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the fun factor goes, I don't think they're any worse. They just don't have IP. 
That's true. Yeah, they yeah. just they don't have as much IP wise, and I feel like some of the rides could be a little bit smoother, and you know, right? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they're really an amusement park versus the theme park, though. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see if everyone starts going to knots. I wonder, honestly. Personally, I, 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 they need to move, make another park. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I almost wish that someone would make a park, even if it was like in Northern California or something. You know? I know it'd be crazy expensive, but, you know, it, can you imagine if there was somewhere where it's like, okay, instead of everyone being drawn to this one spot... Here's some more stuff that people can go to, and then maybe it's not as crowded that way. I don't know. Jeez, put it somewhere. I mean, you know, like go put it in near Bakersfield. Yeah, in the middle yeah. Of okay. Yes. So Bakersfield is a, a depressed city in California. There's still lots of people living there who be happy to have jobs. It's kind of relatively. It's it's north of. It's not good for us, but I mean, it's north of It's like LA. four hours away. I think my cousins used to live there. Yeah. So it's like four hours away and it's kind of like there's, it's not going to compete against anything else and it would be a destination and everyone who went up there would eat all their meals there, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. but apparently no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's the plan. We become billionaires somehow. We make our own theme park and we give Disney our friends money. Or <laughs> That's <what I> plan. <laughs> yeah, time machine and go back to right, right, right around the the golden age. Somewhere, I think the golden age is somewhere between the early nineties and the late nineties. Yes, I, I <laughs> do miss early nineties at Disneyland. But we wouldn't have California Venture, but. Is that That's a bad okay. thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry. I'm a hater when it comes to California Adventure. It's not all that bad. I do like some things. Just make it, if we went back in time before California Adventure, we would just make it more Disneyland to less California. So now we, then we have yeah. more for our other rides. Our right? Other rides. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I mean, can you imagine if they had just done like Star Wars Land like in total and had like Endor Land and Oh my god. I mean, they could have done that and that probably would have been more enticing than California. Don't visit actual California, come to our California and <laughs> You know, it's not so crazy because remember Disney Sea in Japan's design was actually designed to be put at the port of Long Beach. Oh, that's right. They originally, I mean, Disneyland actually tried to buy Knott's Berry Farm, and they also tried to buy um, land out by the Spruce Goose um, Mm -hmm. in Long Beach so they could open up a second park. Now it's too expensive in Southern California for them to do this anymore. Yeah. But in the late 80s, early 90s, that was still affordable land. And, I mean, it's not like they haven't thought of it. You know, it's just finding a place that would be affordable near a population center. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
VR world. Right. That's what that's, we'll, nice. that's what we're going to build. We're gonna <laughs> VR world. I like it. All right. So let us know how you guys feel about this news with the annual pass holder program. Are you thrilled? Because hopefully the parks will magically be less crowded, which I highly doubt. Or are you really sad because you were able to go whenever you wanted, or at least more often than buying single day tickets? Do you not care? How can you not? (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But let us know. And for now, that does it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. And you can also find us on our Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at Main Street UCI. Don't forget to sign us your questions and requests. We love to hear from you. And thank you again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. You can find their career-boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. And with that, we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.